Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is another edition of our interview series, and this time I was lucky enough to speak with Sam Lanier, who is a Brooklyn-based animator and comedian, and member of the comedy group Simple Town, as well as the co-host of the podcast Raising Man Arena. Sam's latest short, That Going Out, is part of Adult Swim's Smalls programme and is released on Adult Swim's YouTube channel on April the 8th. And now, here's the interview. Let's get started at the beginning. What's your origin story? How did you get into animation? Um, so I actually started animating over the pandemic. Um, my roommate, Felipe Dupoy, is like a longtime animator, and he's made stuff for Adult Swim Smalls as well. And over the pandemic, you know, the first period of lockdown in March and April, I found myself living with Felipe and with a lot of time on my hands. And uh, we're in a comedy group, so we've been making comedy and sketches together for a while. But I had never made any animations, and I figured since I had all this time on my hands, I would just try to animate. And so I started animating kind of alone in my room with Felipe, coming in regularly to sort of give me tips and tricks and stuff. And that's how, uh, that's how it started. So I'm, I'm sort of only three, three years into being an animator. Yeah. So pretty new to the whole animation world. Um, how did you uh, get to be involved with Adult Swim? Yeah. So forgive me, Chris, I'm, I'm six. So um, you'll get me coughing intermittently. Um, but I got involved because Dave Hughes, when he was running um, off the air, like back before Small started, he came in contact with Simple Town's work. And Simple Town is the sketch comedy group that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And um, we we made a bunch of shorts for off the air um, and then subsequently for Small's as well. And um, so I had Dave's contact info and sort of knew Dave a little bit through making stuff for him, some some live action stuff. And so when I had, over the pandemic, started animating, I, I finally created something that I thought Dave might like and might fit the smallest program. So I sent it to him and he said, great, uh, let's uh, let's put this on the air and see if people like it. Do you think that coming from like the comedy world gives you a particular perspective in working in animation at all? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I'm, I mean let's be frank i'm not a good animator like i'm not an expert by any means um i use uh, adobe animate and i and i don't use many of the most complicated tools so it's it's really yeah. quite rudimentary for me i think maybe where i have a leg up or maybe where my strength is is in like my writing and timing and that yeah. stuff i've honed over the years with simple town and on my own so i think that's maybe where my my strengths lie and the animation is maybe just more of a vehicle in which to yeah. like get my writing voice across. Um, the, uh, the dialogue is quite sort of, it's almost improvisational in, in style. Um, can yeah. you talk a bit about your, um, your writing process? Is it, is it read, is it led by the dialogue or do you, or you, you are you storyboarding or what are you, how are you writing exactly? Yeah. Um, so I write the script out, and I write it pretty, like I have a pretty strong sense in my head of what the timing should be. So I write people like cutting each other off and I write uhs and ums and things like that. Cause I know 
how the, the rhythm that I want the characters to speak in. And then I have people record the lines separately. So they're not even in the same room at the same time recording their voices. Um, and then I take that and then it's in the radio play when I edit the radio play where I really think the magic happens. Um, mm. because I'll, I'll take takes that people mess up in and I'll use those where people, where people stumble through their lines. Um, I'll ask people maybe to say, you know, if I've written a monologue for someone, I'll say, okay, you get the gist of the monologue. Now just say it in your own words as you, the actor would say it, you know, mm. and then they'll change the lines a little bit. And I'll often end up using that stuff because it's a lot, a lot better than the thing I've written. Um, and I, I, I cast funny people. They're my friends and I, and I know how they think. So um, yeah. So it, it's a kind of a bit of both. There's never, but despite the kind of improvised feeling, there's never a moment where people were recording in the room together, even yeah. though it might seem that way. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Um, and the visual style, everyone's got a very distinctive look. They're all different shapes and stuff. And one guy's a monkey for some reason. Um, yeah. How did, how did uh, you settle on the art style? Um, it was kind of a process. I mean, I didn't, I wanted to really focus on the way the characters looked and not really think much about anything else. So the backgrounds are all traced. They're all pictures of my actual apartment that I live in. Um, and, and then the color scheme, I kind of was inspired by Jamie Wolf, who's another animator who makes these uh, animations that have that kind of like textured grainy feeling in the background. So I, I, I wanted that. Um, so that plus the traced backgrounds and then the characters themselves, I was like essentially trying to go for the vibe of, of each person who I knew I was going to cast in each character. So for instance, Felipe, who's my best friend, he's like, a very high energy kind of anxious, nervous person who's always moving. So I thought, Oh, wouldn't it be funny if he were a given? And then I'm kind of like a, my sort of archetype is sort of like a dumb jock. So I thought, Oh, wouldn't it be funny if uh, he had his shirt off all the time and had this kind of phallic, dumb, ugly head uh, and these like this big mouth that was always moving. So it was really just kind of like, vibe based if that makes any yeah. sense i mean you can get the sense of how how um of much of a novice of an animator i am because i didn't do any like character creations or, or like go through many design iterations i was just like okay i think this is kind of it uh, you were talking there about um uh, some of your influences who are your like major influences either in animation or from elsewhere yeah um I'm sure a lot of people say this, but Joe Bennett is like a big influence of mine. He, um, Felipe's worked for him before and I admire Joe Bennett's work because he's an animator who has like a really keen eye for the way people act and naturally behave on screen. And I wanted to capture that as well. So I think a lot of, a lot of animations over animated, like a lot of acting choices I think are, are over animated. So I, I really took my cues from him. Um, who else? Um, yeah, that's the person that kind of comes to mind at the moment for me, animation-wise. And then Felipe, you... I think Felipe Depoy, obviously, I think he was he's also another inspiration of mine. 
Are you a much of an animation person? Uh, are you a big fan of animation? Um, I don't find that I am attracted to a lot of adult animation being made right now. As a kid, I didn't watch much of it. So I guess the short answer is no, I'm not a big fan. There are some things that I have uh, an affinity for. You know, I really like smiling friends. Now that I know a little bit about animation, mm -hmm. I can I can be appreciative of how sort of chaotic and anarchic and and pointed their animation choices are. Um, but I think for a while I felt as though I really like Kennedy uh, um, Tartarovsky's work. Like I yeah. watched all of Primal, and I thought that was really moving. Um, but. But in general, no, I, I found, again, that I, I wasn't, I was actually scared of animation as a child because I thought it was like there was things that were kind of inhuman and um, yeah. scary about it. The people didn't act the way humans act, at least that, as I saw as a child. So it, it, scared, it scared and alienated me. So are more of your influences more like from comedy? It's, yeah, yeah, like I, I really... As a kid, I really liked, I actually liked a lot of British um, comedy as a child. Like, I really loved, loved Fry and Laurie. Um, I really love all of Chris Morris's work. And, um, oh, wow, well, yeah. Movies. Yeah. Um, so those guys are kind of like my, I love Stuart Lee. Um, uh, so, yeah, th those guys are kind of like my my gods a little bit. And the people that I looked up to when I, like, was in high school and college and, like, thinking about trying to do comedy. I, I can actually, I think I can sort of see a sort of link between your work and, and those, because I don't know all the people you're talking about. Obviously. Oh, cool. Good. Uh, good, yeah. good. Yeah. 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 No, they're great. They're great. And I, I always name British comedians. Like, it's funny, whenever I have generals with people, I always say, oh, Stathlet's Flats is like my favorite comedy show right now. And, and oftentimes people are like, huh, I haven't heard of that. So I think, uh, I don't know, I, at least I have a lot, a lot that I have to give up to the British in terms of my own uh, com comedic sensibilities. Yeah, I'll pass that along. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thank you, Chris. What's what's the future hold? Uh, are we going to see more more of the characters in the DAP shorts, or, or have you got something uh, else? <laughs> well, I I'd like to um, I'm pitching going to pitch it as a as a um, like a thirty minute uh, TV show to Adult Swim, and hopefully they uh, take me up and decide to make it into a proper show. Um, but if not, then um, I think I might just keep making them on the, on my own because people really enjoyed it so much. Um, mm -hmm. It's got a great response online um, and people are always messaging me to ask me when the next ones are coming out. So if there is no kind of commercial future for the taps, I think I'll just, yeah. uh, I'll just continue to make them because uh, that's, that's why not. Awesome. Hey there, guys, and thank you again for tuning in to this episode of the AFA Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest animation news, reviews, and animator interviews, check out the main website at animationforadults.com. Best way to keep an eye out for new and shiny stuff would be to follow us on our social media accounts at Twitter at AFA Blog, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. You're also welcome to go through our podcast catalog wherever you stream your podcasts, including 
Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Acast. We are always looking for feedback, so feel free to leave us a review, rating, or even send us a voice message via our Anchor page. Or you can even drop us a line at podcasts at animationforadults.com. If you want to support the podcast and the website by proxy, then please zip over to our Patreon page and check out our rewards for becoming a patron. Or if you just want to do us a one-time donation, you can go check out our Ko-Fi page and buy us a virtual cup of coffee. Every little bit helps. And as always, I gotta give a shout-out to our friends at Animation Nights New York, a very special monthly screening event for some of the coolest animated short films and VR experiences from around the world, curated by industry experts and amazing staff who are striving to connect new talent through both live and virtual events. For more information, check them out at www.animationnights.com. Until next time, see you, Space Cowboy.